My name is Nicholas Haskins, and over the past 40 years, I have fallen in love with creating in my kitchen. I'm not a chef, I'm just a guy who loves cooking from scratch with fresh ingredients and trying to spread some positive energy in the world. Join me on my culinary journey inside the kitchen and out as I explore the ups and downs of cooking, baking, and living. Welcome to Nikolai's Kitchen. Welcome in Ahlan Bik. Welcome everyone to another brand new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen, getting delivered to your ears a little bit later. Unfortunately, I had bulk recorded a whole bunch of different things actually, which kind of really frustrates me. And unfortunately, the audio was corrupted and I lost all of it. And I've just been so inundated with different things that I didn't get a chance to record anything in the interim. So I do profusely apologize for that. But welcome, 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 everyone. It's so, so good to have you here. My name is Nick. If you've never listened to the show before, this is all about my journey of scratch-made food and positive energy. Just trying to do a little good in the world and just leave the world a little better than we found it before you listen to this recording. Whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, I hope that you're doing absolutely amazing. Don't ever forget how loved, how important, and how wonderful you are. You change lives every day. By listening to this, you're changing my life right now. And that is all that I could ever ask for. Thank you so, so much. You are so incredible. And I'm so, so grateful for you. I've got so many different things to tell you guys. I don't even really kind of know where to begin, but I do want to say a huge, huge thank you to all of my top tier patrons and a huge, huge thank you to this summer's VIP rewards winner, Michelle. Michelle left a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. Her review is one of the podcast greats talking about yummy food. How can you not love this show? Plus, he has one of the most soothing voices combined with a positive message. Gives us all a nice virtual hug each episode. Thank you so, so much, Michelle, for your amazing five-star review and rating. If you want to be entered to win future VIP rewards boxes, get over to Apple Podcasts. Please leave me a five-star rating and review, or you can sign up on Patreon to get one delivered to you every single quarter. Michelle and all of the top-tier patrons received my marinades. Now, there's a barbecue sauce that I have the recipe for over on Patreon. You can access that at the $5 level. But I did a riff on that barbecue sauce, did a sweet, sweet, sticky brown sugar barbecue sauce and used that as a basis for a sweet version of my marinade, the normal version. And then I made a homemade wing sauce with fresh jalapenos. Oh, just absolutely to die for. I'll be breaking that wing sauce down in a future quick bite because you guys have got to try it. And it's something that if you're a spice lover, if you're somebody who really wants to amp up the spiciness in your food, Dan Brennick, I'm looking in your direction, then you could definitely chuck some hotter peppers in there as well. And it's going to do just absolute wonders, like so, so much flavor comes through. Uh, I promise it's worth it. So make sure you stay tuned for that. I'm kind of out of sorts today. Like I said, I've got a whole ton of different stuff to talk to you guys about, but I did just want to announce right here at the top 
that I have finally, and I for the life of me, I could not think of a recipe that I wanted to do for the fall VIP rewards. And then talking to Rebecca, she mentioned to me something about apple pie. Something about apple pie came up because we were just talking about, you know, as the summer goes on, like looking toward the fall, things we're going to do in the fall. And all of a sudden, I think it hit us both, you know, and... I was like, that's my fall reward. That's what's going out to patrons. So if you want your chance to win homemade apple pie filling, I'll be sending enough for a whole pie. All you got to do is have a crust and bake it. That's it. So if you want a chance to win my apple pie filling, then you got to get over to Patreon and you got to leave a five-star rating review or sign up at the VIP level and you it'll be yours. It will be yours. It feels kind of weird talking about all this stuff. It feels like deja vu. It's like, didn't I already talk about this? And it's like, oh yeah, wait, I did. <laughs> but I will I will do my best to soldier through. But it's been a weird couple of weeks for me food-wise. Rebecca came down to my apartment last weekend and we got, you know, sub rolls and lunch meat and cheese. And we just rock and rolled some sandwiches. You know, some super, super simple things. And when we went out to Dos Rios, one of my favorite restaurants in downtown Binghamton. They do absolutely killer Mexican food. I had an amazing burrito. Just absolutely wonderful. I really, really want to do some more Mexican stuff coming up. You'll probably hear some more of that stuff coming up in either August or September. Other things you're also going to hear, you're going to hear the next edition of Table for Two sometime in August or September. I'm still kind of foggy on the timeline. And we've got a trip to Virginia coming up in uh, you know less than a week here. So my timeline is kind of all thrown all over the place. I'm not 100% sure when different things are going to happen, but just make sure you stay tuned. If it's your first time listening, please subscribe. You don't want to miss all this amazing food, and you don't want to miss all of this amazing positivity, which it is time. We got to get into it. We got to talk about it. So I've talked to you guys before about being overwhelmed, and I've talked to you guys before about just all the different things that I have going on in my life and how absolutely crazy it is. And I've been trying to keep a really, really important quote in, in the forefront of my mind. And, you know, it's a, it's actually a quote from one of my favorite TV shows from one of my favorite TV characters. And that's Ron Swanson. And I'll let him say it better than I ever could. Never half-assed two things. Whole-ass one thing. That is one of my absolute favorite quotes. And I drew up a schedule recently, as all of you know. And just, you know, I noticed. And it's, it's kind of one of those things where I never actually put it down on paper. I never actually looked at everything that I'm trying to do. Everything that I've got going on. And really assessed all of it. And, you know, the question's always there in the back of your head sometimes when you're doing different things. Am I doing too much? Am I taking on too much? Am I putting too much of a burden on myself? And yeah. Yeah. It's overwhelming. When you try to do so many things, you're really only giving 
a partial effort to this, to that, to this, to that. I've got a podcast. I've got a Minecraft series I'm doing on YouTube. I've got a Seven Days to Die series I'm doing on YouTube. I'm working on several active writing projects. And that's not even counting all the things I do for Livestream for the Cure and, you know, my relationship with my family, with my friends, with Rebecca. There are so, so many different things going on right now. And some of those things in life we have to juggle, we have to, you know, deal with, we have to manage our time so that way we can dedicate the time that we need to, to things that are important to us, like a relationship. But I know that I am half-assing a few things. And I really had to put it down on paper to really draw that out. So that would be what I would encourage you to do. Put your schedule, your weekly schedule, what all are you doing? All of the different things you're doing. And then ask yourself what you're sacrificing to do those things. Ask yourself where the time is coming from to do those things. Ask yourself, what have you given up? Sleep? Time with a loved one? time spent with friends. Was that video or was that podcast as well edited or as well put together as it could have been? Or were you rushing and crunching because you had 17 other things backing it up on the plate? That's my life. That's my life. And I think the core of that quote, the real heart of that quote is slow down, breathe, just do one thing. Focus your energies, focus your attentions on one thing. I was trying to stream three times a week and record audio content for the podcast and record content for patrons and do video content for my YouTube channel and do all sorts of other things. And it just, it's too much. I've got a full-time job. I can't keep subdividing my time into tiny little fragments because then I could have edited that video better. I could have done everything a little bit better if I just cut some things off my plate. So I made some decisions. Everything is going to be streamlined and the podcast is going to remain my primary focus. And then other things that I'm rotating in and out of, instead of trying to cram them all in weekly, well, I'm just going to really worry about doing them maybe once a month or maybe just like a a week out of a month, I focus on this. And then a week out of a month, like when I have free time, I focus it on that. But I really need to start dedicating more like wholesale time to actual things, really getting things done better. And that would be what I would encourage you to do is just take a look at your life and take a look at all of the hats that you wear. Take a look at all of the different things that you're doing right now. What can you take off of that plate? What can you remove from it so you're focusing your energies where they need to be focused? Never, ever forget how important you are and how much you need rest. You need love. You need affection. You need time to just do your thing. You need to be there for you and you need to be there for the people that count on you don't overwhelm yourself 
find ways to streamline things, to make your life easier, to make your life better. If that's quitting a few things or if that's putting a few things on the shelf or getting to them kind of on an as needed or as necessary basis, instead of trying to fit so many different things in, I really, really did take the schedule and thank you again to Rebecca for really urging and encouraging me to do the schedule because I really needed to do it. But it wasn't until I forced myself to do it that I really and truly realized how much I was trying to cram into a week. And I'm looking at the schedule and it's like, God, when am I going to sleep? When am I even going to eat? When am I going to cook anything? It's just, it's not sustainable. And you'll only get one life. So don't bury yourselves in all sorts of different things and all sorts of different projects and stretch yourself too thin because then nothing is getting the part of you that it needs. Nothing is getting the piece of you that it deserves. And that goes for careers, relationships, friendships, no matter what it is. I've been so unavailable to too many people too often of late. And I mean, I know I sacrifice too much of myself to other people a lot and I give too much of myself to other people sometimes, but I've been too unavailable lately because I've been trying to do so much. I've had to reschedule and reschedule and cancel and postpone and all sorts of things with different people. And that's not me, but it's me knowing that I need to take more time for myself, but it's also, I'm trying to stretch myself so thin that I don't have the time to do those things. And that's not fair to them. So I want to get so much more content banked so I can get more things out to you guys more regularly. And that was what I tried to do <laughs> last week. And it just failed. It really, really did. So this past week, one of the few things that I actually did cook was I got some pork tenderloin. Every once in a while, I really, really do love a really good pork tenderloin. And pork tenderloin is something that I can do a recipe breakdown of sometime later, maybe later on in the season or, or whatever. But I really, really do enjoy it. You give it a nice, good seasoning all over, a nice, good salt, pepper, maybe a couple of other seasonings. You get a pan up to really high heat, get your oven up to 350, and you just sear that thing on all sides and then just wing it right into the oven. Total cook time between the pan and the oven, probably roughly 16 to 18 minutes, depending on how big it is, because you want to cook it to between mid and mid well. Once it's done in the oven, I remove it off to a platter to let it rest and then, you know, take all those juices and stuff. And then I chuck some Worcestershire, some yellow mustard some balsamic vinegar and some of my homemade brown sugar sticky barbecue sauce into a pan. Just let that kind of deglaze and let all that stuff come together, thicken into a nice sauce that you top over it. And then you just kind of slice it into nice half inch thick medallions. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's so, so good. I really, really do love making it. I just don't get the chance to make it all that much anymore. But it's really, really wonderful. I've got some old stuff from the restaurant days that I think I'll share over on the Patreon. And I'll share a couple of those just for anybody that wants to listen to them. Just kind of some old classic things for, you know, people to get their get their hands on. Because I've got some old recipes that actually turned out really, really good over there. And I want to kind of keep trying to refine some of those different things. But we'll worry about those a little bit later down the road. 
The majority of the recipes I talked about in the audio that is now lost to the ether were, as I said, from about two weeks ago, including the recipe that I'm going to be breaking down right after the break, which is cedar plank salmon. I did a whole new version of my herbed butter, and I mean, the combination of just doing it on the grill with the cedar planks and the new herbed butter that I made just, I mean, I can't begin to tell you how out of this world it turned out. So I can't wait to break that down for you. I also did deviled eggs, deviled eggs. I have only ever made three times in my life. The first time was an unmitigated disaster because I was kind of just trying to wing it and whip them together based on what was available to me in the house, which was not enough or not the right things at the time. I did make them a second time, which I forgot about. I'm so sorry, Bill. I love your face. But yeah, we did make a spicier version, myself and Bill, when we made a Valentine's dinner one year. And yeah, those ones did turn out pretty good. But the ones that I made two weeks ago for our summer party were just out of this world. Incredible unbelievable. I can't wait to break those down for you guys in a quick bite. You're going to hear that on Thursday, so make sure you stay tuned. Our friend Jen was over for dinner, and I actually tried my hand at gluten-free bread. (laughs) Oh, I've got so much to learn in the realm of gluten-free baking, but let me tell you this. Let me assure you of one thing, and that is that bread recipes at least you cannot swap one-to-one gluten-free flour with xanthan gum for regular flour in a bread recipe it does not work it makes bricks period point blank period i did a lot of reading i did a lot of research before i actually went ahead and made it and then like i kept doing a, a bunch of reading where people were saying oh i just took this recipe and modified it this way but then i saw other recipes where they make this gluten-free bread that basically starts out like a batter like you can't even really handle it like you can normal bread dough and it's it's amazing to me. It's it's fascinating to me. But Jen has celiac. You know, she she just found out not too long ago. And, you know, I really, really, you know, I was making homemade bread for us to be able to have with our burgers, which turned out unbelievable, guys. I nailed it. I nailed burgers, but her buns were they were ba- they were basically as dense as biscuits and about as hard on the outside as biscuits, too. They just did not turn out very good. Uh, The homemade rolls that I made for our burgers were absolutely incredible. I used my cast iron cooktop on the grill and I seared those burgers. They probably got a good, I would say, five minutes per side, maybe. And they were absolutely perfectly mid all the way through. Like these are probably the most perfect looking burgers I have ever cooked. I'm not exaggerating. I was so proud of myself. And I know like I've just had kind of that crisis of grilling confidence lately i guess maybe is that a thing but yeah i've kind of had that crisis of confidence lately where i'm just like oh can i grill meat anymore but i think the issue is that i'm not getting an even enough amount of heat across the bed of coals to just sear them directly over the heat so that's why i took the cast iron cooktop right into the charcoal grill and then i soaked some cherry wood chips in bourbon And just let those smoke and infuse that meat with that nice, hard cherry smoke. Oh, 
I mean, these were easily the best burgers I've ever made. I mean, they were just hands down, like amazingly, brilliantly good. I I, I could not be more proud of them. And I, I only wish that, you know, the bread had turned out a lot better for Jen because I was like, I really, really want to make her homemade bread too because i didn't want her to be left out and i mean they were edible at least like i tasted it it did not taste bad like i took my normal sandwich bread recipe and i just swapped it out for a one-to-one of gluten-free flour and you know i added an amount of xanthan gum that i felt was appropriate but it's it's just i'm sorry it's just not it needs completely differently like it is a it's it's like trying to knead a boulder like i'm not exaggerating with that it is very very dense it is very very hard and it's like not anywhere close to as easy to knead as just normal wheat flour is whenever you're making like normal bread so Back to the drawing board with that, I will definitely learn so I can continue to try to move down that realm. But I also I also made an absolutely to die for strawberry rhubarb tart. Now, I know I talked to you guys at the beginning of the season and I said I wasn't going to break down any more dessert recipes on the main show. And that's true. But you will be able to get a full breakdown of that recipe over on the Patreon page. I am going to put that over there as one of the July recipes. And that was also completely, as I said, gluten free. I used almond flour and in my extremely broken brain. I thought I could make the tart crust with a one to one of almond flour to the wheat flour uh, it was a disaster unmitigated absolute disaster so yeah i will not do that again it was not advisable just no it was basically paste i had to like little by little kind of pour it into the tart pan and then mold it up the way I wanted to. And I had to leave it to chill like twice as long. And then I ended up incorporating about a half of a cup of gluten-free flour into it just to bring it together. So I could at least try to sort of handle it. Like it was literally goop. You could not even handle it. So that was a complete derp on my part, at least, but it turned out absolutely fantastic. I love strawberry rhubarb, and I actively make it with a lot less sugar. So although you are getting, of course, the strawberry sugar in there and the tart crust has a little bit of sugar in it, as well as the streusel topping, it turned out absolutely to die for. Make sure you head over to Patreon and you can check out the full recipe breakdown of that in a bonus episode. I don't know when that'll be up there. That was unfortunately also lost with the batch recording audio that I lost all of. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry that it's taken me this long to get more content out to you guys. I just, I just, it it floored me. It killed me. It absolutely killed me. And then I was just so busy. I just didn't have time to try to make up for it. So make sure you stay tuned for Thursday so you can hear that deviled egg recipe and more to come. So, so much more to come on Nikolai's Kitchen. I'm going to go ahead and take a break. I'm going to run a promo for a very important event that is coming up in the month of August. It is the Race Against Time from my good friends over at the Cast, who are all also named Nick. They're raising money for Trans Lifeline, and they are going to be, once again, playing Chrono Trigger, trying to get all of the endings of the game 
in a 24 hour period. They do it over a weekend, two 12 hour days. It's such a fun time. You can win a lot of great prizes and you're supporting a really, really great cause to give trans people who are having crisis, you know, somewhere to turn to someone to call in order to help them. So make sure you check out this promo. And when we come back on the other side, cedar plank salmon with herbed butter you don't want to miss this and you need you need to make this stay tuned all right y'all what anomaly are we visiting this time i'm locking in the coordinates now it appears to be a race against time on August 14th and 15th, join the NixCast family and a variety of guests for a 24-hour marathon to beat all 13 of Chrono Trigger's endings and raise money for Trans Lifeline. Trans Lifeline is a grassroots hotline and microgrants nonprofit that offers direct emotional and financial support to trans people in crisis. Donations like yours have helped Trans Lifeline to answer over 100,000 calls from folks in crisis and disperse almost $750,000 through its microgrants program. Our goal this year is to raise $2,400 as we complete challenges, give away prizes, and have a good time for a good cause. To learn more about the event, visit raceagainsttime.io or donate today at raceagainsttime.io slash donate. Hey, where did everybody go? Oh well, I guess I'll meet them back at the Zeal Archives. <sighs> Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so, so much for hanging out and listening to this episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. I love your beautiful faces. You mean the absolute world to me. Make sure that you are taking good care of yourself. Make sure that you are taking good time for you. And make sure that you are believing in yourself. Do not ever give up on who you are. If you want to help the show grow, the best thing that you can do is head to Apple Podcasts, head to Podchaser, head to any podcatcher, wherever it is, and leave me a review if they allow you to leave reviews. Any and everything that you can do to help the show grow will help me immensely. But even if you're just here listening, even if you are just here and you don't correspond back and forth to me about the food, if you're just here for the positivity, if you just want to listen to the sound of my voice, thank you. I love you so, so much. And I am so, so grateful for you. I want to talk to you guys about Cedar Plank Salmon. Now, I know very early back in season one, we broke down that salmon with an herbed butter. That was my first time ever making salmon. Since then, I have replicated it numerous times with the herbed butter, that same herbed butter recipe that I had knocked out early in the first season. And I've been eager to try to get into different areas and do different things with salmon because I love it so much. I'm like, there's so many different things. Just tasting it. You can taste the versatility in a dish sometimes or in an ingredient, especially like a primary protein like that. It's like chicken. Like you taste chicken and you can immediately think of the like 50 different things that you could do with it. Salmon, I believe, is the same way. And I really, really, really love it. And I started seeing, you know, as kind of the summertime started arriving and grilling season started getting here, popping up in grocery stores, cedar plank salmon. Like literally it comes packaged in the grocery store, a bunch of pieces of salmon on a cedar plank. That to me is amazing because when you grill it, you're going to smoke it. You're going to infuse it with all of those nice, nice cedar notes, those little elements in there just of that amazing smokiness that are going to bring it to life. 
but I didn't want to do the same thing that I had done for the oven baked varieties of this that I had done with like the tons of dill and the herbed butter and the bed of dill down on the pan and putting that in. I didn't want to do that again this time. I wanted to make an herbed butter that I really, really thought that fire, that grilling it was going to bring to life. So let me break down the herbed butter and let you know what you're going to need to make it. I used eight tablespoons or a half a cup of unsalted butter. Make sure you soften this up about halfway to room temperature. Four to six cloves of garlic, finely minced. Two tablespoons of ginger, finely minced. Two tablespoons of brown sugar. The zest of two lemons, a teaspoon of turmeric, salt, and pepper. That's it. That's all that went into this herbed butter. You're going to add all of those ingredients into a bowl with your half softened butter. Just get in there with a wooden spoon and really, really stir it until it's well combined. Don't touch it with your hands. You will melt the butter. <laughs> Once you got everything nice and stirred together, everything's well incorporated, take yourself some wax paper, lay it out, transfer the herbed butter over to it. Use your wooden spoon, kind of flatten it out as best you can. But again, try not to touch it as much as you can avoid it because, I mean, when your fingers come in contact with it, it is going to melt. Then you're going to stick another sheet of wax paper over the top of it. Once you've got it kind of pressed all down into the wax paper, put it right over the top or you can fold over the one you're using if you'd left enough slack. Then you're going to spread the butter thinner to about an eighth of an inch thickness total. Then you're going to want to use a pizza cutter or a sharp knife. Make sure you cut the pieces into butter pieces that are about half the size of your salmon fillets. Now, when I did the normal herbed butter and when I did the oven baked version of the salmon, I was doing butter basically the size of the salmon filet. And there's something with the grilling that happens here. And I think it's maybe some of the sweeter elements that are in this butter versus the previous one that, you know, the salmon did definitely turn out buttery. It was very, very buttery, so I'm actually going to recommend scaling it back from what I did when I first put it on the grill. Plus, if you're putting butter on a grill... Let me tell you what's going to happen to it. <laughs> this salmon got charred, absolutely charred. You'll be able to see it in the pictures that I posted to social media, or you can see it in the episode art for this episode, but the salmon got absolutely charred because all that butter melted and it dripped right down into the heating elements and just boom, burst into flames because there was so much butter. So you're going to want to use less and then, you know, I also made the mistake because I wanted to soak the cedar plank. I need to get some kind of vessel or some kind of container that I can soak a whole cedar plank in, but I cut it in half. I broke it in half. So unfortunately I had thinner wood pieces on it for starters. And then I, you know, just, it was in two different pieces. So the butter just had a much easier way to drip down into the heating elements of the grill. Don't make my mistakes. Please, 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 please don't. <laughs> so whenever you're ready to actually grill this salmon, once you've got your butter in there, I actually froze my butter. You know, I sucked that butter. You know, normally you would stick it in the freezer and just kind of let it sit and, and let it really, really harden up. I actually stuck my butter in the freezer until I was ready to grill because it was so warm outside. I was afraid the butter was going to get all melty and sticky before I even got it off the wax paper outside trying to grill it. So a few hours before you actually fire up your grill, you're going to soak your cedar plank in a white cooking wine. You can also do this in water. Like I said, I need a much better container for this, though. You're going to bring your grill up to high heat. I brought mine up to 500 degrees. 
season your fillets lightly, lightly being the operative word here with salt, pepper, and turmeric. And then what I did is I seared them skin side up for two and a half minutes. Right over the grill, nice high heat. Okay, then you're going to pull them off of the grill and reduce your grill heat to 375 degrees. So I'm doing the same thing that I do when I cook this and when I did the baked version, I was pan searing it then. Now here, I'm just doing the same thing. You're not on the cedar plank yet. You're just searing that salmon over very, very high heat on that grill. Start building layers of flavor. Remove it. Like I said, turn it down to 375 and then you're going to stick your cedar plank on the grill. You're going to put your salmon fillet skin side down on the cedar plank, and then you're going to add your butter over the top and close the lid. You're going to let that go for 12 to 14 minutes or, or until it's well cooked through. It's going to depend on the thickness of your fillets, but even if you've got those kind of nice, bigger, like three quarter to one inch thick fillets, it's probably going to take about 14 minutes. Then you're going to want to remove the salmon from the heat and let it rest. And that is as simple as it gets. That is cedar plank salmon done and dusted. Please, please try this. If you've never tried this before, especially the kind of way that the ginger and the brown sugar play in there, because you get some of that caramelization you would normally get when you're cooking that sugar under that grill in high heat. And, you know, even though like a bunch of my butter went into the heating elements and I was like really seriously obliterating this salmon, like it got like a good bit of smokiness from that cedar, but it wasn't overpowering. And that's, I think like, I wouldn't have used like the cherry wood chips I used for the burgers. I would not have used those for the salmon. I would use something much softer, something much, much lighter, but the cedar is just kind of perfect for it. It cooks for just long enough to infuse it with just enough smokiness that the salmon's going to take it on, but it's not going to feel overwhelmed. So it's sweet. It's buttery. You've got a little bit of that kind of fresh, vibrant citrus flavor in there. And then you just get those ginger and brown sugar elements, all of that beautiful stuff all wrapped together. It is beyond words. Please, please try this. If you have a grill, if you don't have a grill and you still want to make this, well, you're going to have to omit the cedar plank, sadly. It's not going to do you any good to chuck a cedar plank into an oven because uh, it's probably not going to do anything. And then if it caught fire in your oven, if it did, then you'd be sad. So don't do that. <laughs> if you're going to do this in an oven, please, please, please don't do that. But please make this. Let me know how it turns out and send me pictures. I want people to start sending me pictures. Tag me on social media at Nikolai's Kitchen. Let me know. Say, hey, I made your version of this and this is what it looks like. This is how it turned out for me. This is what I did differently because everybody takes a recipe and does something a little bit different depending on their taste and tries to make it their own. Take what I give you here and make it your own. Make something that's just going to absolutely transcend what I've done here. These were fantastic. These turned out absolutely incredible, but I know there are so many other different things that I could have done with this. And there's so many other methods that I still have yet to explore when it comes to salmon. That is going to do it, ladies and gentlemen, for this episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. I love you so, so much. I cannot possibly express my gratitude that you have taken the time to listen to this show, to spend some of your day with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Again, you can find me on social media everywhere at Nikolai's Kitchen. Search for me on the podcatcher of your choice. I promise you will find me anywhere and leave a five-star rating and review. You will be entered to win apple pie filling. <laughs> 
apple pie filling. Do not miss this. It's going to be absolutely, absolutely fantastic. I cannot wait. I love, 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 love my apple pie. And I really, really think that you guys are going to enjoy it as well. I love your beautiful faces. Go out there today and absolutely crush it. Never forget how amazing you are and how grateful I am for you and how much I believe in you because you have taken the time to listen to this and you have shown how much you believe in me. You are incredible. Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Thank you.